what a great just movie if it was an intentional comic book movie. Because <laughs> those those comic books are so violent. So violent. I got in trouble for buying one. Big time. Big time. Hello, ugly tomato people out there. This is Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies under 25%. I'm Nick Lyons, one of your hosts. I'm Steve Ramirez. I'm another one of those hosts. Who are these ugly tomato people? That's what we call our listeners now. It's their new name, Ugly Tomato People, because because uh, we're watching bad, rotten tomato movies. They may not be the most pretty to look at at the supermarket, but they should get ate up just like everyone else. Yeah, they're soft, which is nice. Soft. Rigidy. Uh, sometimes they come in all different colors. Colors. Some have stripes. Some have stripes. Some Sometimes they, they burst on command. Sometimes they have battle scars. Sometimes they have seeds on the inside. And other times they have seeds on the inside, just like all of us. That's our, that's our guts, I guess. Seed guts. Seed guts. Anyway, tomatoes, good to eat for some people. I would say tomatoes are probably the most divisive fruit. I'm Definitely. Gonna go, I'm going to go there. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out and say that's a that's a, a, a affirmative there, good buddy. If you have a more divisive fruit, text us on the text line. You can send in all of your texts to Kyle at the text line. He is unavailable, but you can still reach out to him. Which means that we are joined by our backup backup. He's not really a backup if he's here all the time. You know? He's just the he's just the guy that I guess we have to cut to once he's like in a while. Our, he's like our Rudy. To get some sort of verification. He's Rug- like he's like our little dummy that never wants that can never play, but like every now and then he's gonna get into the big game. It's the one and only K Jack's Fact Jack. Brought to you by Whiskers. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not bad. You basically were equating me to Matt Flynn. And Matt Flynn went on to have a contract worth more than I'll ever make in my entire life. He was a quarterback, which means he throws the football. The real-life equivalent of Matt Flynn is, like, the Secretary of Agriculture that uh, becomes president once everybody else dies in the White House. Yeah, like, what, the fifth in line, past the Speaker of the House, past the Secretary of State, something like that? Yes. Alex is that one. He inherits the podcast when at least four or five other people bite the dust. Yeah, I'm not important at all. I'm not part of this job. I was only here to predict corn futures. But he does create amazing graphics, which we appreciate, and you appreciate as well. Maybe possibly the best produced part of the podcast yeah definitely way more polished than the podcast itself i will uh i will reach out and say that yeah it's almost like we should put a filter on it so that it looks a little bit worse yeah put the extra texture on it uh up the tent uh i want max tent on those uh, graphics moving forward take a note of that social media team which we are hiring for if you would like to be on our social media team uh please reach out to us at the text line we pay in ants on a log and uh, chocolate milk. And by chocolate milk, yes, we mean Ovaltine. And if you make the Trident Layers joke a fucking again, get over it. That's like three years ago, okay? Trident Layers are all gone from the world. People have been paid and then they're hoarding them. It's a bear market for Trident Layers. It's barren, for sure. Much like the impregnated women in the Alien vs. Predators universe. Bringing it back around. I appreciate you. That's why you're here. That's why you're, you're keeping us on track. We're here to talk about Alien vs. Predator. Requiem. Colon Requiem. Another colon. I looked up what Requiem means. What is a Requiem, sir? 
It is a mass for repose of the souls of the dead. A mass or repose for the souls of the dead? A mass for the repose of the souls of the dead. What is Okay, follow-up question. What does repose mean? You know, that's the same follow-up question that I had. Oh, really? And I just assumed that I got it. Mm, yeah, it's it's very Cuz I felt like an idiot looking up I felt like an idiot looking up multiple words. Uh repose, my guess is means berries. Okay, Jack Swagshack, you got an answer for us? Yeah, okay, Jack Swagshack is back in business. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, moving on. Fantastic. So, so the, the word repose means a state of rest, sleep, or tranquility. So it is a, a mass for the sleep of the dead. That's exactly what I said. Fantastic. I don't know how this ties into that movie. How does it tie into Alien versus Predator? Does that mean it's, a, it's, a, it's like an ultimate like revenge flick for the dead? I think it's I think it's just a buzzword. Mm, probably. I think they're just into buzzwords. It was spicy. It's like, all oh, right, we'll do. We're gonna do Alien vs Predator, but we can't just call it Alien vs Predator too. Let's call it Alien vs Predator Apocalypse. No, Armageddon. No, Requiem. We got it. We got it. Let's roll. Here's thirty million dollars. Yeah. If you if you're gonna have a colon, you you either have to have another title of the movie behind the colon, or you have to have a word that nobody understands, or just the movie. Yeah. Or the movie. Like Garfield, colon, the movie. Yeah, would you have seen Alien vs. Predator, the movie, and think that it wasn't the first Alien vs. Predator? No, I think it would have had to have been Alien vs. Predator, Predator, colon, the movie, followed up by Alien vs. Predator, you know? Oh, like a double colon. Yeah, well, just call it Alien vs. Predator, you don't even need a colon. So that's like four semicolons <laughs> equals two colons. If you're doing the English math correct, yes. That's, what was the last that's movie? MLA, that's MLA. The format. movie before Alien no, vs. No, Predator? No, colon no, no. What was the last movie that Garfield, was like... Garfield, the, the Tale of Two Kitties. That was the last one? With had? a colon? Well, that was the movie. Like, so... There's a few. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you should look that up. Okay, Jack's Fact Shack brought to you by uh, you know, uh, 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 Chevrolet. Yeah, I don't know why you're the one providing the questions when you should be providing the answers. Yeah. This is why we need to build a better Fact Shack. The Fact Shack is too small... And there's no room for well, any of the answers. There's only room for questions. Give, give me a better budget. Then. I'm down to rent a duplex. Then we could have him on the other in the in the second half of the duplex, mm-hmm. and then we don't have to see him. Yeah, he just listens. To, he just listens through the wall with a with a glass, just like, oh, I wonder what they're talking about. Now. Yeah, and he answers questions that are vaguely similar to the ones that we actually. He asked. tries yelling through the walls. <laughs> anyway, we're here to do Alien vs Predator, but before we do that, we are going to go to the tomato meter. Sure, yeah. We had some uh, predictions the last time we uh, we spoke. Last time we exchanged words, exchanged vows of uh, of promise to, to keep guessing correctly. And I don't think that happened. On a film called Congo. On the, on the good old Congo. All right, so let's go to the tomato meter here. Uh, last week, we, uh, or last, last we met, we judged uh, the film uh, that we're going to reference multiple times during this, uh, during this podcast. We... Uh, as it just released around uh, the time of the recording. It's known as The Predator, uh, written and directed by Shane Black, correct? Who was an ex-actor uh, uh, of uh, the Predator franchise, believe it or not. True. And a writer. And a famous writer. Wrote The Monster Squad. Wrote a few other things, correct? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> Legendary uh, Val Kilmer, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, resurgence films for both. It didn't work out so well for Mr. Kilmer. Worked out quite well for RDJ. Yeah, it gave Val Kilmer cancer. So that's a bummer. But he beat it. Congrats, Val. Congrats, we're happy. Val. We're, we're happy coming back st- for. We're happy you're still around. Coming back for the Top Gun, the movie. No. Um, so let's move on. Uh, what was your guess for the Predator, sir? 
I don't, uh, I don't remember. I think it was too high. That's what it was. It was 73 for me, 75 for you, and Kyle filling into the guest position, guest 68. Mm. Looks like we were all vastly wrong there. Yes, yeah, very, very wrong. Uh, Kyle technically wins, but uh, we're not going to give it to him because we were so far off. We and were uh, here. We were over 30. And he was over here. You have to be here to accept your award. Yep. In which case, it is $100. So, oh, that's unfortunate. KJX, you are now filling into the guest position. By the way, the Predator scored 34%. It was not as good as we predicted by a long shot. 51% of the audience liked it, though. So, you know. We were optimistic. Take that for what it's worth. I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. I'll get into that later. Okay. It's also half of what Kyle predicted. Mmm. Solid half, right? Yeah. That's a solid fact. I appreciate that. Anyway, we're doing two new movies. Or one. Anyway. Anyway, we're doing one new movie. <laughs> Executive decision. I like it. And it is uh, The House with the Cock in Its Walls. Mmm. Cock-a-doodle-doo. And uh, uh, I've seen this movie before. Uh, it, the, the better version of it. It was called Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? Yes, it was oh. called that. But before that, it was called Smart House. Oh, yeah. Smart House. Smart Victorian House. Yeah. And before that, it was called... Um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Yes. Yeah. So th- these are those are all the prequels to The House with the Clock in Its Walls, starring Jack Black. Kate so, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. In Ch- a, in children. A, in a children's role. Yeah, multiple children are in the movie, I guess. Yeah, lots of kids. Um, the kid, I did see the trailer the other day, and one of the kids doesn't get picked for sports. Mm. So he must be a nerd and a loser. Yeah, what a loser. Because you, you know who got picked before him? Kid with a broken leg. Oh, I laughed out loud. I LOL'd. I thought, no way the kid with a broken leg gets picked first. This movie sounds like it's right in your wheelhouse, then. I feel like you're going to give it a positive rating. I'm going to see The House with the Clock in Its Walls at least four times, once for every wall. That's hilarious. What's your, what's, your, uh, what's your percentage on that, sir? I'm going to give it 16% on each wall. Wow. So 16 times 4. Uh, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a number. <laughs> yeah. That's about 60-something percent. 64%. All right. That's, that's what I'm settling That's with. your final score is 64%. Okay. Um, I'm going to go a little bit lower than you. I'm going to go with a solid 33%. A Jack Black movie with 33%? Yeah. I think that's average. I think he carries a 33 with him wherever he goes. Ah, uh, debatable. Except the movie Envy, which was not well-reviewed. Future Contender. Or Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Future Travels, contender. fantastic movie. Or Year One. Year One. You know, more laughs than you thought it was. I don't know about that. Or Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman. That's a future future contender. Didn't we already do that? No, we were, <laughs> we planned to, but we didn't. That was the last episode. Yeah. The Saving Silverman episode was the last episode. Yeah, because it never happened. Oh, because we needed a guest. So if you're out there, please text us on the text line, and you will be featured in the Saving Silverman episode. I still don't know what you mean by a text line. I don't know. I think we're going to make one soon. So I'm just like prepping the audience for, for their Twitter fingers to get all ready. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Get them fingies all, uh, all a-tingling. By the way, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review. If you prove that you gave us a review, we will send you a sticker. Find us on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, find us on Google Play, find us uh, at Gmail. Uh, real rotten uh, at Gmail. We'll even let you design the sticker. No, Alex won't let you do that. But we will let you pretend to design the sticker. You know what? Make a design, send it to us. If we like it, we'll steal it. We'll blast it. Yeah, we'll literally, we'll let you be the boss. Yeah. You can you can be the executive producer if you just rate this podcast if on iTunes. If you knock our socks off with an amazing design idea, 
forget it. You're head of create. You're head of creative creative leadership. I yeah. will resign. You can choose any movie that we have coming up. You can you can even change the podcast. We'll change the movie. Be, we'll just be a totally different podcast. Change the movie. Try it out. You know. You never know. Anyway, what's uh, what's your prediction, Kjax, as the fill-in for the guest spot? I'm pretty cynical when it comes to a lot of movies. This looks awful, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go 22. percent Yeah, childhood is dead in Alex's eyes. What do you think it's about? Don't read. Just tell me. Just yeah. by looking at the movie poster. Yeah, yeah, look at us. Look at us both right in the eye. Yeah, look at us and tell us. Tell us what you. One think. eye each. Both the, of us. The house right with now. the clock in its walls. Why? Why? What movie is this about? Is it a remake? No. I'll give you a hint. It's not a remake. <laughs> I'll give you another hint. There's a clock involved. <sighs> I mean, it's a possibly, mark. possibly magic. Question mark. You know, it's tough. Um, I think it's about Jack Black wanting to get children in his four walls with his clock. Yeah. So he can, make te- any sense. So he can so teach them to read time. So that he can. You did you know the number one thing kids can't do nowadays? They can't read an analog clock, the one that the one without the numbers. Yeah, we live in a digital age. Why do you need those stupid faces anymore? Yeah, they yeah. see they see the three there, and they're just like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. That's why when you say like at your six to like a kid, he's like, I'm five, and then you're like, no, you're six, hot chick at your six, and then he turns around and he he doesn't even get it. He doesn't even get it. Idiots. All the kids are stupid nowadays. Okay. The world has been dumbing that's us wh- down. That's why they. Made okay, this here movie. it goes. No, the kids. Have- <laughs> I have so many questions after that observation. One, why are you hanging out with five-year-olds? Two, why are you hanging out with five-year-olds calling out hot chicks to them? they got to learn somehow, okay? So first, I'm trying to teach them time, and then I'm trying to teach them to appreciate things okay, f- outside of their First off, let's read a clock. Second, I'll teach They're you about how to get some pussy. They're all narcissists, okay? I'm going to teach you how to get some tail, kid. Yeah, that's exactly that goatee that Jack Black is rocking. Now let's go play some make a block. That's going to yeah. be the star of the movie. That's my prediction. Okay. Jack Black's goatee? Yes. Yeah, sure, bud. Now it's time to get into it. All right. It's time to talk about Alien versus Predator, colon, Requiem. AVPR or AVP colon R? Yes. AVPCR. But first, sure. a message from what's hopefully our future sponsor. Deep in the valleys of Wyoming, <laughs> there's only one source to be found. And what source this may be is only the finest, finest, finest alpine-grown tobacco. This alpine tobacco is sewn up in some hemp paper and delivered straight to your door. Hi, everybody. I'm Wilkins Von Wilkins III uh, from a high-regarded family down in Virginia. We decided to hightail it once the tax hike increased in tobacco, and we were, uh, we were uh, uh, crucified as cancer givers. We hid out in the Wyoming wilderness and produced the finest craft tobacco known to man, and we decided to bring it down from the mountains to your home. And I'm Pappy Von Pappy Smith, and I've been using this product for at least 400 seconds of the day, every day. And I know as a, for a fact that I will never die. And that's my, that's my pr- promotion of, of this fine tobacco. That's right. We're promoting the finest breeds of human beings known to man here in the Alpine community. And you can be part of that uh, beautiful genetic program as well. Free from government intervention, government understanding, and the future invasion of the lizard people from this crater of the earth. The finest craft tobacco in the Wyoming countryside. Free from the FBI's eyes. Free from the FDA's eyes. Free from the USDA's prying paws. And we're back. And we're back. And now it's time to get into the movie... 
God. Just nobody's home. It was outside the window. You just had a bad nightmare. What the hell was that? monster we're gonna we're gonna talk about the stats and here to do that is kyle well hi guys i'm here i'm here to tell you guys all the stats of the movie what so here's the thing so hey so it was directed by the brother strauss okay this is where this is where we inject and we say oh the brother strauss you mean the guys that did skyline kyle have you heard of skyline before i don't know not really it was also written by uh shane salerno Hey, Shane Salerno, that's a famous name. Yeah, that's the guy that uh, did Armageddon and Savages. And Shaft, and did the rewrite of a famous Kurt Russell film, Breakdown. Kurt Russell, always, always got to shout him out in this, uh, in this podcast. I can't believe that he wrote good movies. I, I guess these are not great movies, but they're, they're, all, solid. they're all not bad movies. They're, they're solid movies. Shaft is solid, Savages is solid, Armageddon is, you know, classic in its own special way. Do you think the Brothers Strauss, like had his family hooked up somewhere and they were like, you need more death in here or we will actually bring death upon you. Um, they did direct a lot of new metal videos. So I would assume they have that darkness within them because, because they're down with the sickness. If you get, if you get catch my drift, it's disturbed. Consider new metal. <sighs> All right, let's move on. The only uh, thing I know about metal is that Baranium has a atomic number of seven. Do not look that up. Nobody looked that up. I don't even think that's an element, but all right. In the cast of the movie, we have uh, Stephen Pasquale. Pronounced uh, Stephen with a V. Yeah, sure. Uh, and he played the role of Dallas. And we had Rico. Ailes? Ailes? Ailesworth? Ailes? Ailesworth? Ailesworth. As Kelly. Uh, John Ortiz as Morales. Uh, we had Johnny Lewis as Ricky. We, we also had... <laughs> <laughs> We also had Ian White as the Predator. We had Ian White as the Predator. Uh, plot keywords include the Predator character, Xenomorph character, murder of a pregnant woman, extraterrestrial, and weapons fire. You're just killing it today, Kyle. <laughs> I don't want to be the sick fuck that is looking at uh, murder of a pregnant woman on... Yeah, that's a tagline on IMDb. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many murders involving pregnant women are, are available on IMDb. Yeah, that's 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 just awful. There's a lot on death metal covers. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. cool, man. That's not part of the internet movie database, but... But they're all over my apartment. Well, wait a minute. You know, let's just, let's just not talk about that. Can I, do, can I try and do an impersonation of Kyle? Uh, we're, nobody's impersonating Kyle. He's right here, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, tag okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, taglines. Uh, it began on their world. It will end on ours. Oh, uh, what if Kyle just talked like a depressed person constantly? <laughs> just like always sighing while he speaks. <laughs> that that was a good impression of a Kyle Sile, though. Kyle's, a Kyle Sigh. Kyle. A, a skyle is what we call it. Si- his style? Sakyle. Sakyle. That sounds <laughs> yeah, too much does. like Sakyle. That's a little bit racist, I think. Kyle style? Yeah, Kyle, cut that part out. Um, taglines. Um, it began on their world. It will land on ours. Which even, it, it didn't even happen that way. It happened on their spaceship. So yeah. it should end on our spaceship, which I guess should is Earth. I don't know. Well, they. Uh, it's a reference to 
AVP and how AVP gave a little bit of backstory, I guess, mm-hmm. about how it, about how know. it's a final battle. It doesn't make any sense. I think that they no. they thought it was catchy. No one, no, no, this movie made zero sense. It was strictly there for the action and for the uh, uh, battle sequences. Yeah, the tagline should have just been the plot keywords like predator, xenomorph, murder, pregnant women. Yeah, <laughs> watch this movie. A lot of people die. A lot of aliens die. Let's let's have some fun. No, it should just be this movie will make your chest burst. With excitement, or just they're just sticking aliens in everybody, and every time they go see this. Well, film. that's where you let your imagination run wild. That's why you go see the movie. Oh, okay. My favorite thing about the movie, though, released on December twenty fifth, two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, a nice Christmas movie. A nice Christmas film. That would have been that if I had the choice. That would have been a family film to go watch, and my mom would have probably walked out of that film and slapped me in the face. Yep. The twentieth century Fox produced it. Hmm. Rated R, yep. which which uh, is a departure from AVP. Thank goodness. A, f- a great departure, if you ask me. A necessary departure, because this, this movie, PG-13, would have would have been horrible. Yeah, not great. A 94-minute runtime. Best part about the movie? Best part about the movie. The Rotten Tomato rating was 11. Eight fresh reviews, 63 Rotten Ones, 30% from the audience, which is just that, real low. It's not bad when you think about it. It's one third. It's 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 like comedy movies where it's like if you hit the fifty percent mark on Rotten Tomatoes, it's probably a pretty good movie. So it's kind of a little bit lower than that. It's catered to a specific fan, that's for sure. The budget was forty million. The gross in the United States was forty one, and it made one hundred and twenty eight worldwide. Heck yeah! Not much to not much to translate in this film. So it might have might have broke even. Definitely broke even. Especially that that foreign market was a was a huge help. Uh, here's I have a new segment called uh, "What Parents Need to Know." Ooh, before seeing this film, yeah. So for all of our uh, listeners out there that have children, this is what you need to know about this movie before you let your kids see it with you. Parents need to know that Alien vs Predator: Requiem is a violent sci-fi action sequel that's loud and gory, with multiple exploding chests and heads, lots of mangling, penetrating, and acid burning, bloody injuries, screaming children, gross out assaults. There's a bit of cleavage, a scene that lingers on a girl in skimpy underwear bottom. Oh, I almost had a skimpy underwear-clad bottom. A bit of drinking and references to being stoned. Languages including repeated fucks, plus other profanity. I'm glad, I'm glad you censored yourself there, bud. Well, I'm just reading it as written. And that was from Common Sense Media. Oh, how, how sweet. Thank you, Common Sense. Hey, someone's got to have some sense in this world. Why not let it be a nonprofit media group on the internet? True, true, true. Uh, the blurb. This one actually had a blurb. We haven't had a movie with a, with a Ron Domenos blurb in a while. A lot of hidden secret movies, so glad to get back on the mainstream uh, uh, focus of Rotten Tomatoes. The blurb was, The increased gore and violence over the Alien vs. Predator. Ugh. The increased gore and violence over the first Alien vs. Predator can't excuse Requiem's disorienting edi- editing, excessively murky lighting, and a lack of new ideas. They pointed out everything horrendous about this film, so, th- so thank goodness for that. Yeah, they beat us to the punch. Yeah, Always could, concise as usual. Could never say it better myself. Uh, but we did have our own favorite blurbs. Mm-hmm. As uh, usual. My favorite blurb was from James Berardellini. Berardellini. And he said, ho, 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 the joke's on anyone who pays to see this. And I love that he just made it Christmas-themed. He had to make it Christmas-themed. I totally forgot that this released on December 25th. So when I initially saw that review, I was like, okay, he's just being weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that was not the case. Good job on uh, Mr. Berardellini. There was a lot of better puns out there, I'm sure. But um, like all the the movie make the, the the makers of this film should get coal in their stockings. Yeah, definitely. And murder Christmas baskets. There's Christmas baskets? I thought that was Easter. Nope. All right. 
To each his own. Uh, mine uh, was from Mark Olson of the LA Times. He says, The action is rendered with such disconcertingly low light levels, and of course there is heavy rain for the climactic sequences, that it can be a strain to simply see what is occurring on screen. Then again, maybe that's for the best. Yeah. Yeah. The lighting was the worst part of this movie. You couldn't see a third of it. You couldn't see a third of this film because it was just in complete darkness because of the overshadowing. Yeah. I didn't even know that... I honestly didn't know the Predalien was a predator and alien until I saw it through the other predators like night vision. When you first said that, I thought you were insane. But then as I rewatched the film again, I could see why it's just so dark. Um, it's so dark. You see the shadows and the shadows are all blurry too. They're always in night vision. Um, and you never know if they're going down a hallway, if they're going down a, a sewer duct or if it's just an open street. Which brings me to a, a new segment I would like to introduce with you. Another one. Another new segment. I just popping them out. Today. Chock full of them tonight there, bud. This one's called Nick and Steven will save your money. Save your movie money. Hey, there you go. How would we save this movie money? Well, first of all, I would take lights and I would dim them everywhere even more. And I would make no set design. That would be my thing. No set design, just aliens, just predators. You don't really know where you're going. You see them sometimes while they're fighting, but you save a lot of money on set design. A lot of cardboard cutouts. Why, why do you have a Jersey accent? Well, it's not really a Jersey. It's like a hint of a Jersey accent. Because my parents are... There's like a backstory to this, this character. But yeah, I don't have time to get into it. Steven, how would you make save this movie some money? Listen, what they gotta do over here is they gotta get the lights... Uh, in the fluorescent, it saves, it's green, it's better for the environment. That's why they pay the Predalien a lot more money. So he can act in every scene where there's an alien. All he's got to do is tuck the braids back, put it under the jersey, and go out and do his jab. And that has been how Nick and Steven would save your movie money. And by the way, always film in New Jersey. Tax breaks. Sure. Corruption. Jerseyans. Jerseyans? Jersey boys. Is that what they call them all? Jersey boys? Okay. New Jerseyans. Now it's time for the movie's two-minute recap. I'll do this one, since you've done some of the last ones, I think. Alex, you want to fucking do something? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so just stand there and look pretty? Pretty fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I got it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two-minute recap. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah, sure. In three, two, one. This movie takes place immediately after the first AVP, where the uh, Predator gets its chest burst out, of, burst out of by another alien, which becomes the Predalien, which is the hybrid. And then the ship that they're on crash lands into the town in the middle of Colorado, I believe, and uh, where they start to put alien spawn everywhere and just they start killing every townsperson that they see. They're literally killing every single townsperson with the aliens. They're planting their bodies. Another predator hears a distress signal, comes to clean up the mess that the other predators started, and by in doing so, he also murders townspeople. Uh, the townspeople really didn't have much of a chance this whole time. You, you meet a few of them, you learn a few of their names, but it ends up not being that big of a deal because they all end up dying except for four of them. That's it. You did it in one minute. Yeah. That's incredible. That's what I'm saying. That's absolutely insane. Why would you do it in one minute? There was so much more to talk about. Is that How they had Predalien involved... How uh, how there were so many uh, chest bursters in this film. Uh, how the humans were completely, completely inept. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't even realize that there was such thing as a predator, even though it's attacked Earth, what, more than twice? Yeah, but the government. 
Oh yeah, got to watch out for that. The yeah, government, government keeps it in the wraps. That's really that's really what it is. Oh, and it ends with a uh, a small nuclear bomb going off in the town, destroying the whole town and all of its people. Yeah, and the world doesn't apparent is totally in the dark about it. Well, it's like, oh, this town's gone. All right. Hearsay. Well, there there, there was Fake obviously news. no internet in that town. Hmm. Because you know it was so remote. Yeah, the residents of uh, what is it, Dunnison? Gunnison, Colorado. Gunnison, Colorado. First well, of all, just <laughs> what a name! Very dumb name. What a name! But uh, a, a town like Gunnison needs to be wiped off. You know? What do you, What do you think was okay? So so go. On, let's review this this one minute recap uh, of this two minute recap of this film. What do you think uh, was fresh about the film? The nuke. You really enjoyed the nuke. <laughs> well, I said the freshest part of the of the movie, the most refreshing part of the movie, is that. They finally did what needs to be done yeah. in these in these movies. I totally agree. That's the as soon as an outbreak happens, you got to just wipe the slate. Yeah, Occam's razor, clean that shit off. Like, tell me in all of these movies, you're not just waiting for the end where you're just like, just kill everything. Yeah, like th- we really don't have a chance. Like, yeah, there's we no need chance. to just get rid of everything, contain it all. Especially when it's just like a little small town like that, and you you know casualties are just kind of low, but they would be a lot worse if and. And worse for the people, if they didn't die in a nuclear explosion, they would be eaten by an alien. Yeah, yeah, and it's quick, quick and clean. So I thought, I thought it was refreshing that we finally got somebody to just drop the bomb, just drop the big one. Uh, what was what was fresh for you? Fresh for me, um, definitely the fight sequences uh, between the aliens versus the predator in the first Alien vs Predator. I know I wasn't here for that for that recording, so I, I have my gripes. Alien vs Predator, there was no real fighting between the predators versus the aliens. Am I am I correct in that recollection? There's only the uh, the there's one the at main the end. fight. Yeah, yeah, there's only that one main fight where it's one alien versus one predator. This well, that, that was the only fight that that was good because all the other ones just shows how bad the alien is compared to the predator. Exactly, they're... exactly. So this is what makes the second movie that much better. You have the one predator versus a horde of aliens, and it's uh and it's and he also matches up with a hybrid, which is unseen in the in the alien world until then. Yeah. I, I I concur, and and to address your other point of this is this is actually a sequel podcast. This is the first sequel podcast to a movie we've done previously. It's incredible. Um, it was the second episode ever done on Real Rotten. You can go back and visit it, and uh, you you'll you'll see our my old co-host S S Fondiar was on the podcast with uh with our guest Alden, both of whom could not be here today. Um, for obvious reasons, moved because, on to greener pastures. Yeah, because they're both uh, successful in life and uh, don't have to. Fill their time with a podcast like I do. Fill the darkness uh, of my heart and my soul. But that's why we... That's why shitty that, movies. Yeah, that's why we call this podcast Real Rotten colon Requiem now. Yes, it's a Requiem for, the, for those of we've lost. Let's talk about the for real, for being for real. Well, I, I, yeah, before... Which yeah, is the rotten moments. Yeah, definitely we, we can... I know we agree on this, and, I, and I've uh, harped on it already um, with the initial blurbs. The lighting. The lighting is just so bad. The lighting and the egregious amounts of murders. Oh my god. Something came after us. What came after? I don't know. Hold on. The town was completely overrun. What's the army's evacuation plan? 
Yes. The murders are far and wide. Nobody is spared. No. No. When you think, oh, yeah, they won't kill that kid. They kill that kid. That was kind of the also a refreshing part about it is because when you see a kid on screen, you don't expect his chest to burst from an alien. Yeah, yeah. There's always that. Oh, yeah, the kids kids are always safe. The pregnant lady is always safe. Um, this but, was not but the then, case. But then when they keep doing it over and over, like, over I, I, I got over. I got that you're trying to be sub- subversive with the first child getting killed. But then when you had to like keep killing like kids and pregnant people, it's just... It's a little too much sometimes. The only thing that 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 they missed in regards to the gruesome parts is the killing of animals. They didn't do the killing of animals with like fa- ch- chest bursters bursting out of elk, you know. Oh yeah, and animals are usually like the the first to go because they're they're the warning sign. Yeah, yeah. Like I you. think I think they're all like, yeah, we killed enough kids and we killed enough pregnant ladies. Let's not kill this animatronic <laughs> deer. Yeah, yeah. So, so honestly, that that that's the part of the movie that is hard to get past. Especially after you watch it, when uh, you're when you're thinking about it in your bed late at night, just like why? Why did I watch that? Why did yeah. I see that sequence of of aliens out of a out of some lady's tummy? Like I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan. wasn't a fan of witnessing that. And I like my gruesome movies. That was just a bit too much. The death toll was in the, uh, according to the internet, the low sixties. Low sixties. Okay. And that's in, that's including aliens, and that's before the nuke goes off. Wow. So once the new goes off, it's it's probably racks up a little bit more. Yep. Are there any other? Are there some specific scenes that we want would like to discuss? Hmm. I I I, I just want to touch upon your um, the last fight between the Predalien and the Predator. Oh yeah, where they're just we're just going at it. Yeah. Uh, the whole fight was great, aside from one tiny moment when the Predalien has the predator pinned against the wall, but then tries to suck, like suck mouth. What, what do we call those things again? Yeah, he tries to like uh, pro- tries to implant the eggs. I yeah, think it, that's what it was trying to do the whole time. Okay, so, yeah, and that that was like a little cheesy boxing moment. Where, Super cheesy, where it was kept bobbing and weaving. I'm gonna bob and weave you there, Predalien. The, the Predalien's pre- a good bob and weaver, though. The predator, yeah. Oh yeah, the he, predator. The predator can for sure bob and weave like nobody's business. He tucked him out, grabbed the tongue, ripped the tongue out. Like that was a that was a pretty uh, what do you, what do you call that? Where it's like you see it coming. Uh, um, telegraphed. Telegraphed. It's a pretty telegraph move, if you ask me. There, Cotton. Yes. Even with your eyes closed. All right. Well, it brings us to our to our uh, to our next subject. Popular subject uh, for every real rotten uh, pod. Yeah. Someone say a favorite segment. Yeah. Someone, I don't know who, won't you tell us? Check us out on our social media channels at Real Rotten across all the boards. That includes Twitter. That includes Facebook. That includes Insta. That includes Tumblr. Yeah, though we're not on Tumblr. Yeah, and we'll have the text line up and running whenever we get it running. Yeah, Kyle, whenever you're ready, just say our number. Well, my number's like, okay, we'll come back to you. Um, moving on. Um, who made the movie work for you, Nick? And who didn't? Uh, the cleanup predator, the wolf. The wolf. The he, wolf. He made it. Yeah, I uh, I I thought that he he was a man of honor, a predator of honor for the most part. He, he did his job. Yeah, he came in, cleaned up the mess. He even had that cool liquid that makes things disappear. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was new. That no one has seen that before. I think that was just added into the predator world. He mostly killed humans that were threatening him. Uh, he definitely accidentally killed a lot of humans, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, I don't think. He, yeah, he didn't care that much, which was which was still a respectable thing. It's like I'm I'm just here to do a job. You're in my way. When Jesse, the main love interest, uh, bit the dust, which I did not see coming. No, no one uh, did. She died very accidentally and very gruesomely. Very it, gruesomely. It, it was intense. Super <laughs> like, intense. What the hell? But uh, yeah, I, th- I thought that he uh, he he played his role 
played his role well. Ian Excellent. White. Excellent. Ian White. Oh, Ian White. Shout out to Ian White. Who made it work for me was definitely the army mom. The main uh the main uh yeah, the Ripley heroine. Character. Yeah, yeah. She she killed it. She was great. She did her job. She kicked ass. She knew uh, all about uh army vehicles and equipment. She did the damn thing. She was the one that saved the people that she did save. Mm-hmm. I mean, saved... She, I mean, couldn't she, save her husband, but she saved the daughter. Yeah. Who didn't work for me? Um, Dallas, the, the ex-convict. Oh, really? The main guy? The main guy. Really? Uh, Stephen Pasquale. Yeah. He, how, he, how he, did, he did grow on me as the movie went, but in the beginning, he was just like a dick that I wanted to die. I was, mm. I was thinking, this guy's for sure dying. And yeah. I thought Johnny was going to live. Johnny ended up did living, but that's... Barely living. Yeah, that's after a, uh, an alien tail goes through his entire body. After he was Johnny Kebab. Yeah, he was Johnny Kebabed, and then cooked on the spit, and then patched up. And and the the diameter on that tail has to be like six inches to six to twelve inches. Yeah, that's a six inch hole in your chest. How are you surviving that? How is that not rupturing your your aorta? So Johnny Kebab should have been eaten immediately. Yeah, uh, he he is probably expiring in a hospital ward as we speak. But Dallas never grew on me. Now never enough army mom. Um, I I actually felt sympathy for a few of the characters, not mm-hmm. a lot of them, but uh, he was not one of them. Definitely, I, so, I couldn't agree more. I'm kind of bummed that he lived. Yeah, who didn't work for me was the main antagonist, the Bradalian. Um, <laughs> it was it was an interesting idea, but it didn't really apply to both of its uh, tactics. It wasn't really yeah. that good of a warrior. It was lumbering. Sort of just attacking beasts, sort of thing, but it was also a queen, so it was like trying to like make a hive or whatever. It just didn't work. It wasn't. It was very, very clunky, clunky, clunky character. Yeah, they were just like, how can we make an an alien into a predator? And they're like, just put a predator head on it and some dreads. They're, they literally watched the end of the movie. It was like, now how do we make that into the next movie? That's really what it thought. Yeah, yeah, that was the main thought line. It's like we're just gonna, we're like, just gonna we, make dad the bad like, guy. Yeah, because they didn't expect to make so much money on the first AVP, so they were just like, you know what? Hollywood strikes again. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Lightning Let's strikes twice, it. if you ask me. Lightning strikes twice. And it didn't, which is why the third Predator, <laughs> Alien vs. Predator did not get made. Oh, that's unfortunate. It was supposed to be a trilogy. Is that really what it was uh, a yeah. rumor? Is this more, is AVP more A or more P? Always more P. Always more P. It feels like a more of a P movie. It's a P movie, without yeah. question. Yeah. It, the writers but, but like the, a- the P storyline. Yeah. And the P, the P is more of a protagonist. There's not much to work with with the A. It's like they're these creatures. They come after you. That's it. You don't learn much after that. With predators, it's like, oh, now we learn that there's a world. There's an honor <laughs> system involved. There's, you know, there's a code that they that they fall upon. Yeah. They have rituals. They have ceremonies. They have planets that they consider their hunting ground. Dun dun dun. Yeah, aliens might be my least favorite. Bad guys, actually, now that I think about it. Least bit favorite sci-fi bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. Just not, there's just nothing redeeming about those guys. They're cool when you when you think about them. Yeah, I guess. Um, really. Some of the other characters I want to touch on, uh, Dale, Jesse's, Jesse's boyfriend. What a horrible bully. Yeah, who just decides to bully Johnny uh, immediately after catching them talking about pizza. He had the he had like the best revenge death though. I was like the director's like, yeah, we're just gonna kill you really really badly right now. Yeah, what I want to know was when so she breaks up with her boyfriend based on this one bullying episode. Yeah, and uh, so then she's like, come, let's go skinny dipping in the school pool. Yeah, and Johnny's like, well, yeah, I'm a pizza guy. He's like, I need to do this, and uh, so he he goes. They go to the pool and they get caught by Dale, the ex. What do you think you're doing, Jess? Dale, get out of here. Just remember, Ricky, 
I taught this little slut everything she knows. No, Ricky, stop it! And uh, were, were him and his friends going to drown Johnny and just, just murder him Probably. cold blood? Yeah, you know, it's the middle of Colorado. They'll just throw him in the middle of the forest, say he went missing, and that'll be the end of that. And there's a alien apocalypse going on, too. So, like, yeah, well, the alien just drowned him. I don't know what happened. And I swim- thought he was going to eat him, but he just stuck his head under the water. Yeah, and then there's swimming aliens, which is probably on my list of most terrifying aliens. Oh, my God, swimmers. Oh, man, they're creepy. They're creepy looking. But my number one characters that I do want to talk about are the the homeless people that were taken over because of the the, the pad that they had in the sewers. Like, oh, first man. of all, first of all, Colorado has some amazing sewer system. Like, yeah, what an incredible sewer system! All the way out in the middle of nowhere, too, at the rich uh, chateau, they had uh, drain pipes that went into the main sewer system of that tiny town of what two uh, thousand people. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. They with with all the 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 holes big enough for people to walk in, you could stand upright. Things were great. Man, that those sewer, sewer system those looked sewer a lot people, like the Chicago sewer system. Those sewer people were living like kings. They had, a, they even had a dog down there. Yeah, king of the sewers, king of the rats, king Big of the time. rats. And then the other one got mad because he thought she thought they were doing meth without him. Oh yeah, it's oh, like little did she know. Little she know she got got. Any other characters that come to mind? Mm, no, a lot of them were forgettable. There wasn't really, there wasn't really anybody to. Yeah, like, the last one that I had was uh, the wait, the about. wait, the waitress. They introduced this cook and this waitress, never named them. Make mm-hmm. it, make it seem like they could they could be involved in this movie somehow, and then they immediately both, kill them off. They both get murdered. Yeah, real quick. So that was great. Thanks for thanks for letting us believe that uh, this this waitress mom is living a tough life and she's gonna find her way out of it because mm-hmm. she definitely did. She died. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Nick. Yeah. If you could replace any sort of actor, any sort of character from the cinematic universe, and put it in with one of the with one of the aliens, either the main alien or one of the soldier aliens. Or as the Predator. Do you got one for me? Yeah, that's easy. Would you please explain your answer? Yes, I can. Uh, there's this magical world that exists out there. Um, it's, it's probably real. Uh, we only have one person that has ever been there and came back to tell us about the truth of it. And that is J.K. Rowling. Because she wrote the Harry Potter series, which I'm sure is based on a true thing. And uh, in, this, in the series, there is a character, Hagrid, who, who gets elevated to the, the fine position of the creature guy. Um, I don't know what the the subject was, beast or something. Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Yeah. And so when uh, when Hagrid was made Beastmaster, he immediately got a kid uh, murdered or something like that and fired. And so, who better to come into this magical world than somebody who's hunted every beast they could find on the face of the galaxy? Ah, I see what you're going there. So the predator comes in and teaches all these little magical kids about. The creatures of the galaxy. I see. Okay. And sure, he's a little violent, but you know, maybe we get one of the nicer predators. This the the predator that uh, you know has been around a while, so he, he's really more about wisdom than he is about uh, scalps. All right. So you're introducing the predator to the wizarding world. Yes, uh-huh. and uh, and he he in turn expands the the beasts of the wizarding world. I see. Yeah. There's even more than that we that we didn't know about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's magic meets science, and science meets magic, and uh, out of that is made of more magic. Wow. Yep. I'm touched. That or he uh, he plays a Jamaican person in the Cool Runnings. Yeah. Let's not to go there. Yeah. That's kind of racist. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna nix that idea. Yeah. Sure. Keep that in cop. Um, <laughs> I I would have to say I'm gonna keep it in the Alien vs Predator uh, Requiem film. Instead of the Predator, though, I'm gonna replace the Predator with um. 
only the most legendary assassin known to man. He he'd be able to kill an alien, let alone a predalien, with a pencil. With a fucking pencil. It's the one and only John Wick. He can be the cleanup man. He can be the one to eliminate the alien threat from uh, Gunderson, Gunnison, Colorado, Gunder, 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 Gunderhand, Colorado. He's the John Wicklian. That's all I got. I love it. Yeah. Everybody loves it. He doesn't even need that plasma rifle. He needs a pencil. Yeah. That's all he needs. Aliens pencil would... that's probably impervious to acid, but a pencil nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have to, he'd have to be anti-acid. A that's mechanical what... pencil. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and he'd right, have to right. wear gloves. Yes. Aside from that, he's good. But he wears gloves. Rub- rubber gloves. Yeah. He always wears gloves because he covers his tracks. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I see it. I, uh, I'm you working, put- John? I'm putting my, uh, put- yeah. putting my $100 into that uh, GoFundMe. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to a uh, theater building wall near you. Now it's time for the top five. Top five. This is the segment where we do a top five. What a surprise. I bet you weren't surprised because you are an avid listener of the podcast and you knew exactly what the fuck is going on. We're here to t- rank Predator and Alien movies. Of course. What better top five to go over? Let's fucking go. Yeah. Who do you got for me? No particular order, Nick. Why don't you go? In no particular order, but in the order that I like them. Okay. Starting from the best. I'm going Alien, the OG. Mm. Aliens, the OG's sequel. The OG's, OG's baby. The OG's baby. The multiple of the, the OG. And then I'm going to go a little bit, a uh, little bit, um, some would say controversial. I'm going to say Prometheus. Coming out of left field here with Prometheus. Yep, I'm Why? Com- I'm coming in with Prometheus. Why? I actually, I've, I've come around again on, Pr- I liked Prometheus the first time. I mm. got talked out of it. People didn't like it. And then mm. uh, now, now I'm back around. What made you like it so much? There was a lot of harrowing scenes. I like that they tried to explain things and you know get get some sort of backstory behind it. I like that there there was a, an actual reason for things. Mm. Um, I like that it wasn't just team goes to planet, team gets picked off one by one, one member of team leaves. Didn't they cut out like a majorly important scene? That's why that opening scene was so like confusing. What's the majorly important? Well, there, scene? there was some. There was some scene they cut out that explained why that they threw that guy into the clip, like because it it was really really like cryptic. That's what I remember about that movie. Is well, that Ridley's I, got a little bit. He got a little bit up his own ass while he was while he was writing the movie. Oh, that's what he does. But aside from that, if he if he had dumbed it down even just a smidge more to make it less of a creation story and more of a um, origin creation story, you know, not not as like. This is why everything exists, and more like this is why this thing exists. I feel like you're giving more excuses to this movie, much in the much in the same uh, uh, you know pathway of Kyle making excuses for Jimmy G. Well, you know, it's just the wrong defense. You just gotta you just gotta worry about uh. uh, It's only his next week. You know, he's still learning. He's just learning. You know, they're they're just learning, guys. Just leave him alone. I know it's confusing, but just let the movie progress. It's just gonna be all right. But for the Numi Rapace, Numi Rapace. Numi Rapace? I don't know what it is. I think it's Numi Rapace. It's spelled like Naomi Rapace. Rapace. Numi Rapace. Yeah. Her pregnancy scene where she cuts the alien out of her oh, is man. one of the like craziest scenes. That's so intense. I still remember seeing like in theaters. Oh, God. It's so intense. And yeah. and putting this movie... Gives me chills. So it was that. either this movie or it was Covenant. Yeah. And was Charlie staring a dude? No. No. And I decided that I like um, this one more than Covenant. If you say so. And then I'm, putting, then I'm putting Predator at number four. Okay. And uh, the new Predator, based on recency bias, because I, I just saw it at All number right. five. Okay. 
All right. I, I, I haven't seen it, so I'll, I'll believe you for leaving it at number five. And the fact that you and here's my here's, here's my one sentence review. I had a decently fun time watching it. <laughs> Excellent. Coven, uh, Covenant's probably over the Predator, the new one, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm gonna just put that in there. Okay. Okay. Top five. Here we go. Number one. Uh, I'm gonna put Aliens over Alien, just because mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the action sequences a lot more than the overall scary plotline of Alien. Though I appreciate Alien for what it is. That's why I'm leaving it at number two. Number three, I'm going to put Predator. Um, the original Predator was uh, a fantastic movie when I was, you know, 10 years old. Um, the follow-up, uh, Predators, uh, with Adrian Brody, uh, Alice Braga, Lawrence Fishburne, Topher Grace, uh, Walton Goggins. Decent movie. I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theaters. Uh, it, it did okay. It did, what it, did, it did what it had to do to be a Predator movie. The Predadogs, um, man. The Predadogs. Yeah, those are intense. You're my Predadog. You're my predator. Um, number five, uh, I'm gonna completely disagree with you. There's just more. Say, there's more predator dogs in the predator, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and number five, uh, I'm gonna completely disagree with you and say Covenant is the better film. It is better than Prometheus uh, by a long shot, although it's a more um, just an alien movie, disjointed it's... film. Yeah. As an alien film, yeah, it's a better alien film. I don't know. And and I just hate. Uh, I like when Michael Fassbender is slightly more likable. And, and not such a uh, trying to ruin the human race type. But I think that we should have a moment where we, uh, you know, go over that shit and watch those both again. And then and then we'll hash it out. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that for the next Predator film that they'll never make. Okay. All right. Deal. Or the Neil Blomkamp uh, Aliens film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, that yeah, ever yeah, will come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more catchphrases on the podcast. So I'm going to start trying to just throw some out there at you. Prometheus is 73%, by the way. I want to say it's highly slightly high. No, we're not Co- we're not going to do, do it on the podcast. Yeah, just between, just yeah, between. No, no, no. I I'm just saying that like it's it's rated a lot higher than I would than hey, I would think it would. Hey, Cuz I, I remember it got shit on let's, so much. Hey, let's take this offline. I'll see you outside. Okay. All right. I'll think, see you outside. I think it's time to do our uh, That's going to be my new catchphrase. I think it's time to do our game. It's yep. game time. Game yep. time, y'all. So this game is uh for lack of a better uh, title, letter v letter. Uh much like AVP and AVP colon R. Um I'm going to suggest uh we're each going to suggest letters. So uh something v versus something. Um we're going to shout out the our opponent will shout out the letters or no. We will shout out the letters. We will say what letters we we want to be representative, and our, and our opponent will then pick. Uh, for example, uh, I will say T versus L, and then I would say T versus L. That is um, tigers versus llamas. That's like a basic example. That's going to be a bloodbath if you ask me. Yeah, and then you you give me the the plot of that movie. Uh, I guess you'll like. Should we decide who goes first? Alex, decide who goes first. Nick goes first. Great. Okay. The letters that I would like to do are... X versus X. Uh, get a timer ready for one minute, by the way. F-V-N. F versus N? F versus M. We'll do M instead. M? M? M is in Maliwata. <laughs> well, all right then. So <laughs> F versus M, the, uh, the competition will be fire versus magicians. What is born in the fire is made in the fire, and little did you know, magicians are born in water. And these magicians <laughs> are the last hope for the earth to survive against the ever-engulfing flames of the fire. It started out as a small forest fire, which is... So the whole movie is basically about how we need to stop 
being so careless with our fires. That's the moral of the story. And uh, <laughs> the same. <laughs> so the way that the magicians fight, seconds. fight the fire is first, you know what they say, fight fire with fire, which is why that's what the magicians decide to do. And little did the fire know is that they were like, we're getting stronger. But really, they were implanting a fire magician inside the flames. Thank you for giving me the entire plot to that film. Uh, my dreams are dead. I cannot compete with that. I may as well concede, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, that movie cost $60 million, by the way. Mm, you know how much fake fire costs to, that the <laughs> to plot CGI? Of now You See Me? Yes. Sure. Now You See oh, Me by, Too. Yeah, by the way, it stars Justin Willman <laughs> from the show Magic for Humans. Because he does actual <laughs> magic. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Good call. Good call. I'm going to choose uh, G versus P. Gophers versus. Well, no, now I can't use gophers because you brought it up. There you go. Okay. I'm just going to start thinking the first things that come to my mind, which is goblins. Okay. What was the second letter? <laughs> P. P. Goblins versus plastic. You had me. You had me go in one direction. So I think I'm going to continue with it. Um, the world is massively polluted planet. It's the year 2446. Um, scientists have no idea how to figure out uh, how to get rid of the world's pollution tactics. They've resulted into ancient alchemy, which has disrupted the the order of things and, and has brought magic creatures into this realm. And it includes uh, the legendary creatures known as goblins. These goblins, you would think, are evil, but they are not. They're quite uh, magnificent at their abilities to uh, to craft and uh, their abilities of utilizing STEM, scientific uh, devices, mastering the environments around them. Their biggest goal, uh, their biggest task enforced with them by the intelligent communities of the world, uh, destroy the giant behemoth swallowing uh, the major Earth's environment known as the ocean. Yeah, that's right. It's goblins versus the plastic island in the middle of the ocean. Oh, yeah, I love the plastic island. I like Ooh, the, uh, yeah. yeah, big big fan of that. Yeah, so aquatic goblins attacking a plastic island. Wow, very expensive movie to shoot. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, actually, actually unless you can get the plastics cheap. CGI them. Yeah, CGI, probably, CGI probably the, right the plastic. Yeah, it's probably the right way to go. And get a, get a lot of smaller people to play the goblins, though. Uh, my only question is, what, what kind of goblins do you envision? Um, little creatures. Um, a bit ugly, but but highly intelligent. Always wearing lab coats. Um, their aquatic, uh, their aquatic garb looking more like the Aquaman. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stuff. I'm in. I'm in. I'm done. So so we had letter letter v letter for Nick. His uh, letters were F versus M, and it was flames versus magicians, and uh, mine was G versus P, which was uh, goblins versus plastic. Since we only have uh, one man in the room currently, um, uh, Kjax, what's what facts, uh, aka opinions, do you have uh, uh, on who wins? All Alex. right, so Kjax, who won? Uh, G G versus P or F versus M, aka flames versus magic or uh, uh, goblins versus plastic? It's a simple question. More yeah, and more, as like more and more of us are becoming aware of that trash mound in the Pacific Ocean. So yeah, that's true. That's a fact. Um, Goblins are a fact, too. 400 <laughs> years from now, apparently. Uh, fire is real. It's almost too real. Fire is very real. Yeah. Fire is also hot. Fire yeah. bad, from, from what the sources <laughs> tell me. 
And uh, Stephen, did you ever come up with who would star in your movie? Nick came up with the star. Anson Mount. Who's that? Some guy. Is that a real Jason guy? Jason Momoa lookalike, yeah. Yeah, and the fire in my Why movie. not just be Jason Momoa, then? Okay, fine. Steve Buscemi. Are you happy? <laughs> Someone you know? All right. As the goblin? Yeah, as the head goblin. God Buscemi. Yeah, and the fire in my movie is voiced by uh, 15 children's voices put together. Ooh. Yeah. As an amalgamate. Yes, yeah. It's, so it's, it's just a bunch of children's voices that are, <laughs> that are doing the, the voice of the flames, mm. which is mostly crackling sounds. So it's a bunch of children go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Occasionally you hear like. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a deal breaker for me, Nick. Stephen wins. So that means I win. Oh, wait. Deal breakers are bad. I forgot. Hey, there you go. Okay, well, you know, to err is human, is what I say. And when the fire comes for you, Alex, don't expect any magicians to be there to help. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're a magician? No. Um, Steven. Yeah? I have another a quick idea, because AVP Sports needed to be produced beforehand. Yes. So I'm thinking, uh, what if we did twist it, and we just did AVP colon, we make our own new word on colon, and that's the twist of the movie. We need to make our new what? So AVP colon Requiem. Mm-hmm. AVP colon Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> no, no, AVP colon. Some, oh no, that's kind of the same game, I guess. Well, we just we just add a new word after the colon as the twist of the movie. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, but I start with P. No, it doesn't. I start with R. <laughs> or sorry, I start with R. It start can with start. R. We can start it with R, so that way it keeps the initials the same, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah, we can, we can start with R. Okay, yeah, I can yeah, go. You got one. All right, yeah, uh, quick 30 seconds on this film. It's uh, Alien versus Predator Repossession. Um, uh, predators, re- uh, the aliens land, uh, or no, Alien versus Predator Repossession. The King uh, Predator clan uh, returns to Earth to uh, reclaim what's rightfully theirs. That's right, the abandoned ship. Too bad the U.S. government uh, has taken it for research. Well... These are uh, professional repo men who have a tendency to just rip your spine out instead of just take your car as well. Um, so they're going to reclaim what's rightfully theirs, uh, all their technology, and wipe out humans in the process. Ali- aliens versus Predator, repossession. And what's the twist? Oh, yeah, there was a queen on board the, 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 the ship uh, the whole time. Excellent. It's terrible. Uh, mine is Alien versus Predator, race war. <laughs> and uh this is it the lead up of why they're so bloody towards each other yes and uh it starts with um the predator ship getting pulled over and a land and crash landing into earth and the alien not doing any due diligence and immediately murdering the predator which triggers the other predators to come and start a full-scale war on the planet earth and it serves as a metaphor starring david oyelowo as a king predator <laughs> And Tom Wilkinson as King Alien. Yes. I tell you, I'm here to, 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 to take back what's, 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 what belongs to the alien folk, to the xenomorphs. So now it's time. This is when we start to wind things down. This is Wind when, things down. And this is where you, you prop your feet up and we, we get ready to close out the podcast. Mm-hmm. So close your eyes and go on a journey with us where we decide our own tomato rating of the movie. Stephen, what is your rating of the movie? This movie is definitely rotten. Um, it's way, way better than the original AVP, though. Um, I give it a. T- I beg to differ. I think I like the uh, original AVP better. But why though? 
Uh, it's more bright. I can see things. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and I I enjoyed the characters in that better. Okay. I didn't like any of these characters, to be honest. Make maybe the cop, just because I kind of rec- recognized him. Mm. I didn't like Johnny. No. I didn't like Jesse. No. I didn't like. I, Cop's the best character. Yeah, the cop and the army mom. And the army mom, yeah. We didn't talk about the dynamic between the army mom and the husband and the kid. That was kind of weird. There was nothing. It was like non-existent. Well, like the daughter didn't like her own mom because she's been gone at war too long. Yeah, so I don't like, like you because you've been away forever. I don't miss you at all, yeah. even though I missed you first. But yeah, it was, it was done. It was it's terrible uh, script writing. They they only wrote the action sequences. They didn't care what they were talking about. Yeah, so that's th- those are my reasons. You didn't follow the humans. You followed the predator. That was the humans were just the side story, B through Z side stories. Well, I was glad when the new kit. Yeah, when the new kit, it it sort of culminated because you all knew they were gonna die. I would keep this at a, at at uh 20%. Keep it at 20 the, at the same as AVP. I think it's higher. I think it's around 24, 25%. Definitely still a real rotten contender. Um but better than better than 20%. Better than 11% without question. I know we agree on that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just barely. Yeah, there we go. Original blurb. I got it right here. A rare sequel that is better. Even if I can't see half of the film, literally. Uh mine is I'm having a mass for the repose of the souls of my dead brain cells after watching this movie. And that is what you call a callback to the beginning of the podcast, where I explained. Wow, I really, where the I really is. liked how you tied the room together. Yep, I, I took a nice little bow. I wrapped it right around these 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 four walls that we're sitting in, and I said, "You know what? There's clocks in these walls, and we need to tie it all up." <laughs> is that is that a recommendation? Since you love that movie so much, I I, I am on the record now saying I love house with clocks in its walls. Okay, before I even know anything else about it, I can't wait to record the next episode and go back to that. All right, so so what do you have uh, to recommend to the audience? Anything you've seen recently? TV show, movie, uh, 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 performance art piece, slam poetry session? Um, I'm listening to a new podcast called Dr. Death. Ooh, yeah, how's the Dr. Death? Pretty fucked up. Yeah? Um, but if you did listen to Dirty John, the podcast series, True Crime, uh, this one is, is, is along the same lines. It's about a doctor that... Um, yeah, he he was just not a good guy. He uh, he was a narcissist, if there has ever been one before. And mm. uh, it's just a really it's a really sad story, actually. Um, a doctor who's a narcissist. Hmm, how surprising. But uh, definitely worth worth a listen if you're into true crime. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I recommend uh, Paul Feig's new movie, A Simple Favor, um, starring Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively. Uh, the, 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 the guy Henry Golding from uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh. Uh, recommend it. It's it's a it's it's probably Paul Feig's uh, homage to all the French like saboteur, backstabbing, romantic triangle films of like the sixties and seventies. Very posh, very uh, very uh, deceptive, but it's funny. Because want, it's Paul I want, I want to see it now that you now that you've talked about it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I definitely recommend it because it's different. It's very original, um, and that's why I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's all over the place. Um, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a not so good way. But yeah, check it out. Alex recommends Paddington. Yeah, the, the original. Paddington. No, no, no. Yeah, OG wow, Paddington choice, on Netflix. Choice. It's a great. It's a great movie. I, I've watched <laughs> about three quarters of it. I need. To I, I finished it. it. Was it was fantastic. No, I was gonna recommend almond milk. Oh yeah, really? You know, if you were Hot looking nipples. for non dairy. Substitute for your coffee, cereal, baked goods. You heard it, folks. We're living in 2018. Yep. Uh, Kjax is living in 2009. He's in Almond Milk's big pocket. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've heard, but yeah, Almond Milk is... There's this thing. It's called uh, It's called an iPhone. And I'm here to tell you, there's only, it just gets it. Things done. There's only one milk from nuts that I ever like. <laughs> 
and does it come? It's, from, and we're gonna end on I'm that. Talking note. about my semen. Does yes, it come from a hose? <laughs> comes from a really, really, really warm hose. A flesh hose. And that that'll do it here for us uh, at Real Run. Hopefully, you turned the podcast off right before that last right little there. bit. Good thing we cut into cut into the end theme right when he said that. Yep. Um, this has been fun. It's a great, great uh, episode. Glad we glad we succeeded in the sequel session. I think I think we were the exact thing that this movie was to the first AVP. It was egregious. It was unnecessary, but it added so much more to the world. True. Well, as always, we say. Rotten reels are reels. Reels are rotten. Keep it real. Hey, y'all keep it real. We'll keep it rotten. Oh, yeah. I like that one. I like that one. That works. Okay. Let's get the fuck out. Here's the last word. Word. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You ought to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>